Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Hell of a week. My show, this is a Tuesday night show, was last Tuesday night. Everything was normal, as normal as everything or anything could be in our country under the Trump regime. And then came Wednesday. Wednesday was horrific. Uh, the rally, the speeches, then the attack on, on the Capitol. Uh, never thought I would see this happen in this country. Never conceived of it happening. Didn't waste any time thinking about it. Uh, true sign, by the way, of a banana republic. And that's the way I want to start with something I wish to share concerning a banana republic. Uh, Michael Snyder is a podcaster from Canada. I read his stuff frequently. He writes well, and he writes on interesting issues. And January 4th, remember that the attack was January 6th, two days earlier in January. January 4th, Michael Snyder wrote, and I quote, the United States has become a banana republic. Would you believe it? Two days before the the event happened, the U.S. has become a banana republic. Now, why why am I talking about this? Well, I have a a couple uh, that take care of me, take care of the house and so forth. Uh, The wife, uh, she, uh, you know, she does the ironing and the washing and dusting and vacuuming and whatever else has to be done around here. It isn't full-time. They know when to come. They come a few times a week. The husband, uh, he takes care of the leaking toilet and everything else because I got sick and tired of waiting for management to do things. And also, I'm responsible for cutting down trees in the back. Got a lot of palm trees, and he takes care of that. Uh, There are tiny couple. I don't think either of them is five feet, dark colored, not black, but heavy tan. Uh, they're from Guatemala, Guatemala. Well, Thursday, the day after the, the scenario with the, with the Capitol, uh, Sylvia was here. That's the wife's name. And she came to see me in my office. She says, Mr. Patro- Mr. Lewis, they don't call me Mr. Patro. I'm Mr. Lewis, Mr. Lewis. She said, you know what happened yesterday? I says, yes. Well, you know, my husband and I and our children, we come from the Banana Republic. I'm sorry, from the Guatemala. Yeah. She says, we moved here because Guatemala was a Banana Republic. We kept changing governments. We, we, we didn't have any stability. We never knew what was going on, really. And now we come here, and the United States, who never had a Banana Republic, never had activity that would make it become a banana republic or would indicate it is becoming a banana republic is one. And she said, is this going to go away or is it going to happen again? 
I said, Sylvia, I don't know. If last week you asked me, could this ever happen in the United States? I would have said no. I mean, things get strained here, but nothing like this. Now that it's happened, once something happens, it can happen again. It's the first time it's hard. After that, it's easy. So I said, I don't know. And I felt bad because I don't know, I don't know how many years they've been here, maybe three, four, five. She was very disturbed that this had happened here, not for the, the goodness of our country, but she and her family had left Guatemala and, in effect, escaped, but they don't escape, to come here for a better way. And one of the reasons they did it was because their home country was a banana republic. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, now, we're not going to run around the world like I normally do around the country this week. Because everything that's happening this week is in Washington, D.C. Uh, you can't blame me for staying in Washington all week. I've got one exception uh, in New York City, which will come up very shortly in the program. Uh, starting now, I want to talk about uh, December, January 6th. Vanity Fair. After January 6th, which is a bad day. You, no one can argue the point. And it's, it, the news that comes out about January 6th gets worse every day. I hope you're watching the videos being shown. They get more and more videos, and they're popping up on the Internet. They're popping up big time on, on TV. Uh, terrible what happened. Horrible. Can't conceive of it. <laughs> Anyhow, uh Vanity Fair ran an article on on the Trump family as itself, and basically uh, the thrust, thrust of the story, of the article was, who wants to be friends with Ivana and Jared? Who wants to be friends with Donald Trump? Who wants to be friends with the Trump family? And the article made a point. Uh, for example, uh, Ivanka and Jared, uh, a good friend of theirs, good friend. Everybody's coming out of the woodwork. Nobody's their friend right now. May never have friends again, the whole family. But a friend said to the reporter, and I quote, she was talking about Ivanka and Jared, how do you associate yourself with the worst, most toxic people in U.S. history? How do you associate yourself with the with the worst, most toxic people in the United States? And another friend of Ivanka said, I don't think she's got friends, by the way, or maybe they feel sorry for her, I don't know. But another friend said, and this was quoted in the article, quote, people used to fear Trump's wrath. People used to fear Trump's wrath. Now they fear his affiliation. The stink of his family, the stink of his family, is nearly impossible to get off. The stink of his family is nearly impossible to get off. How do you associate yourself with the worst, most toxic people in United States history? Going to have trouble making friends again or keeping the friends you have. Uh, Donald, Donald Trump. Is he going to give himself a sex pardon? How is he going to get a pardon? 
He needs a pardon. I'm going to tell you right now, it was bad enough before, it's worse now. Uh, it's amazing, isn't it? In a week, he's, lo- he's lost all his friends. He's lost all the people who support him with money or his concerns. He lost the PGA Open. Uh, oh, my God. Horrible things. As a businessman, he's going down the tubes. Even Deutsche Bank, Deutsche Bank uh, who he does a lot of business with, and is probably the most devious, dirty, filthy bank in the world. They're into all kinds of dirty money. Uh, they dropped them. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. Anyhow, how, how's Donald going to get out of this? Well, let's talk self-pardon for a moment. I don't believe that legally there is such a thing as a president self-pardoning it. The Constitution doesn't speak of it, though it gives them the absolute right to pardon people. It just doesn't make sense to me that it would be interpreted to mean that the president who did the back thing, he himself can forgive him himself. It don't work that way. Uh, it doesn't make sense. And I think if he sits in the seat, and does and uh, if he gives himself a pardon before he leaves, rather, uh, the first time someone goes after him, like the Manhattan District Attorney's Office for income tax fraud and for bank fraud, and note this historic event that happened last Wednesday, the, the attack by the insurgents on the Capitol building, you say, well, that's a federal offense. Well, it, it, it isn't all the way, because... The capital is in the city of Washington, D.C. The city of Washington, D.C. is a separate entity from the federal government. It's like a state. And its laws are interpreted to be like a state, which means that under the Constitution, Washington, D.C. can bring or have them arrested for wrongdoing as occurred. Interesting, isn't it? Very, very interesting. The man's going to have problems, though. I don't know what he's going to do, even if he has a justifiable pardon. uh, It isn't going to fly with regard to a state uh, charge like the Manhattan District Attorney's Office on the income tax fraud uh, and on the bank fraud. Because once he leaves the White House, this immunity that everyone says he has because he's president disappears. It is not in the Constitution. This happened back in the Nixon days. Uh, The Justice Department decided, how can we arrest the President of the United States? So they, as a matter of policy, they didn't pass the law. They have no power to pass the law. But they just said, as a matter of policy, we will not indict, we will not charge a President of the United States. But once he's out, he's fair game for the crimes he did commit under the federal statutes while president. Interesting. Now I want to talk about New York City. Uh, I want to talk about the police department. I want to talk about policemen across the country. I want to talk about policemen and sexual misconduct. Back in my youth, (laughs) I like to say it that way, Uh, From 1961 to 1964, I was a very young lawyer. I think I was 22 to 25. Uh, One of my first jobs was police counsel to the police, general counsel, no, general counsel, to the Police Conference of New York, Inc. 
It was all the local PBAs, Policemen Benevolent Associations, joined together and had a statewide organization, and I was their lawyer. Uh, I, used to, I did everything for them. I, I tried lawsuits all over the state, represented their various members on charges, took their cases to court, went to the Court of Appeals with one case. Uh, I, I was a registered lobbyist. I had to pay $10. I was a registered lobbyist because I used to help draft legislation. And I, I'd uh, lobby it on the floors of the state legislature for the three months they were in session at the time. It was an interesting job. It was a terrific job. I, I made, you know, my salary was $4,000 a year. <laughs> it was a part-time job, though. And that was a lot of money back then. Of course, I had two or three kids also, 4000 a year. Anyhow, I became aware then, and I think the policemen started thinking this way, who were running these organizations, because I would sit them at, with them a couple of times a month in Albany, and we'd chit-chat. And uh, they knew that the laws had to be changed so that, Policemen uh, weren't the targets for every type of lawsuit that ended up being personal against them. Everyone would sue the city if the cop did wrong, plus them. Uh, but the city always got out. The law in those days where it was a master uh, agent situation, and the agent would be the police officer, the city, who's the employer, the master, was not responsible. The master was not responsible for the wrongdoing of its agent. So a city was not responsible for the wrongdoing of a police officer. Now let's bring it up to today. Do you notice every time a policeman shoots a black person in this country, uh, generally they get off. Who was it? A couple of weeks ago, a black man got shot seven times in the back. And the, and the prosecuting attorney has already said in a pre-trial judgment, opinion rather, that the man, the police officer, uh, cannot be held responsible. He did nothing wrong. Now, let me tell you why this is the case. Because the cops knew along the way we got to get the the laws to favor us, and uh, now so they got the law passed that if a police officer was in fear of his life, and he thought he was mentally, he didn't have to be factually. That was like an absolute defense to any shooting or criminal charge. That's why the police get off when they shoot uh, black people, because just about every state has a law like that. Which now brings me to sexual misconduct, and I didn't know this till last week. Uh, and I find this extremely interesting and wrong. Disgusting. And what is it? 34 states, by the way, have this law on their books right now. That if a police officer uh, fondles a woman, has sex with a woman that he had stopped for criminal purposes or speeding or something, uh, rapes the woman, if he says, if he says the sex was consensual, it's a defense, it's an absolute defense. I don't care if he raped the hell out of the girl. Uh, I don't care if he says, you orally copulate me and you don't get a speeding ticket. And she does, and then she tells her husband, and they go to the cops. Uh, it's an absolute defense. Uh, they ha So these guys are having sex. Women are being violated, and they're getting away with it. 
Now, not right. No different than shooting the blacks the way the, the police officers had. New York City had this law. They, two years ago, they took it off the books, finally, New York City. But it still exists in 34 other states. Uh, I, it's just wrong. I want you to be aware of it. Now, I'm back in Washington, D.C. We live in white America. And white America does not want black America or colored America or tan America or all of them combined to rule the country and rule them. Uh, the, revolu- the Civil War has not been resolved yet. It's the same issues that brought us to the Civil War and now. The white people, European whites, European whites, primarily northern European whites, uh, who came here early on, uh, they believe that they are the ruling class, the smart people in this country. They know what is best for the people of the United States. And for years they have recognized that there's a diminishing white population and an increasing black population in this year. So just two years ago, uh, they were saying that by the year uh, 2050, better than half the population would be black. Well, now I think by in 10 years, by 2030, better than half the population is going to be black. Look how black candidates are being elected. And this is going to increase. Uh, so this is why McConnell doesn't want to bring when Obama was president, didn't want to bring laws or bills to the floor to be passed on. He wanted the black president to look bad. This past year, normally before Obama was president, the Senate used to deal with 200 to 400 bills a year. Last year, just last week, the conclusion of the year, two weeks ago, the United States Senate dealt with a total of 28 bills. It's a disgrace because... They don't want anything that's going to help the black people to be passed. They are for the white people. And this is fact. I'm not making it up. This is fact. Uh, They don't want to lose the power they have. And that's why they're so hard-ass. So keep that in mind, that they know the blacks are coming, and they're going to come. They're going to get here earlier than any of us thought in having control and having power. And wait till the day of judgment arises, because once they have control, they're going to remember what's been happening to them for the last 50, 75, for the last 7,500 years. And no matter how you work it, there's going to be retribution in their souls or in their hearts. Uh, It's an interesting situation. And that's why Trump, Trump is a white nationalist. We know it. And that's why Uh, He's so popular with the Republicans because the basis of the Republican Party is white America. The basis of the Democratic Party is black and colored America. That's the story. Now, what have I got here now? Oh, (laughs) Donald and his cohorts on Wednesday morning, had a rally, I don't know if it's a mile from, two miles from the Capitol. Trump and his cohorts were under a big white tent, thousands of people in front of them, and they gave their speeches. Now, 
after the speeches, and Trump said, and I'm going to get to what they actually said in a little bit, but Trump said, I'm going with you. You know, when you go to the Capitol, I'm going with you, which he didn't do. Where did he go? Remember Hitler, Adolf Hitler had a bunker. He was there for a few weeks under the ground. Uh, Trump's bunker for only one day. We're not talking about two, three weeks like Hitler. But Trump had a bunker Wednesday. Uh, he was, There is a dining room off the Oval Office. It is the president's private dining room off the Oval Office. Instead of being out there with the people he was leading, he was in the Oval Office looking out the window and watching things. Okay, He had a crowd, maybe 15 people to begin with. And by the three or four hours later, they were down to three or four people, Giuliani, Cipollini, uh, Stephen Miller, and one or two others, because people were saying, eh, and they were quietly walking out the door. These were his supporters for the last four years. Now, Trump, while all this was going on, was trying to reach United States senators. Now, they're getting the key. I don't think Trump realized what they were doing to the, to the Capitol. Uh, but they were, senators were hiding. He was trying to reach senators by phone to tell them, make sure you vote uh, against certification so I can justifiably and properly take my seat again as president. Uh, but he, he couldn't get through, but that's what he was doing. He didn't care what the hell was happening at the, at the Capitol. While he was doing this, what else was he doing? Uh, the article said he sat there eating hamburgers and drinking cans of Coca-Cola. God bless you, Donald. That's why you're fat. Uh, and that's the story that there. He was in a bunker, in a bunker, so to speak. Now, uh, this is interesting. This is interesting, interesting, interesting. The... At the rally, at the rally, before they marched on the Capitol, Trump spoke, Giuliani spoke, Donald Jr. spoke, Donald's girlfriend spoke, Ivanka spoke. I'm just going to give you comments from three people here. Trump said, and I quote, just quotes, he said, and I quote, I'll be there with you. That was bullshit. He never made it. Remember, he wasn't there. I'll be there with you. Like, I'm leading the pack. Don't worry, guys. And ladies, I'm with you. And he also said, you'll never take back our country with weakness. You'll never take back our country with weakness. What was he saying? we got to take back the country. Look what they're doing. He was inspiring revolution, insurgency, my God, sedition, Giuliani. I feel sorry for him. He's over the hill and he doesn't know it. He's 10 years younger than me. There comes a time in a trial lawyer's life when he's had it. You're not that sharp anymore. You're not as sharp. And we called the courtroom the pit, a trial a pit in the pit. The pit was the courtroom. And it was, a, it was a war every day. And you have to have a sharp mind. You've got to be on your feet quickly. You've got to know what you're doing. When you reach a point, that becomes hard. When it became hard for me, I packed it in. I'm 85 now. Giuliani's 75. He should have packed it in 10 years ago. Anyhow, now he may go to jail. He's going to end up charged here with some crime. But he said to this group of thousands, 
trial by combat, trial by combat. This guy's crazy. He's too, he was too smart once to talk like that. He isn't so smart anymore. And then there's Donald Jr. Newspaper articles for the last month or so have been suggesting, some of them, that he might be doing drugs. I don't know, because he talks crazy if you watch him. But he said, Donald Jr., during his speech, quote, we're coming for you. He wasn't talking to the group in front. He was talking to people in the Capitol. We're coming for you, and we're going to have a good time doing it. My God, we're going to come and behead you, and we're having a good time doing it. Now, vaccine distribution for coronavirus is having a distinct problem, no question about it. But this is a typical Trump cause situation. Remember two or three months ago, Trump went on TV. He had a general with him. He says, this general moves things for the military. He's going to move those vaccine, the vaccine right out there, and it's going to be where it's supposed to be at the right time. Everyone's going to be impressed. Well, typical of Donald Trump's representations, this didn't work either. No one's got the dosages. We haven't got any in Key West. We got a total of 800 in the whole county. We don't have it. I'm 85. I'm supposed to be in that first group. I can't get my vaccine. They don't have enough vaccine. Anyhow, it'll come. I know, but it just irritates me because he lied again. He bullshitted the American public. All they did was drop it off at the state's door, and the state wasn't ready to take care of it. It's just wrong, and it's typical of Trump. Well, Biden came out with this program last week for distribution of the virus. One of the things he says, I'm going to drop the age from 80 years or whatever it was to 65 so more people uh, can get it now. Also, I'm not going to hold like Trump is doing right now. He's holding 17,000, 17 million uh, doses of the vaccine. Uh, because he wants to use him for the second shot in three or four weeks. Biden says, we're not going to worry about the second shot. We'll get enough made to cover the second shot. So now Trump comes out yesterday and says, I'm dropping the age to 65. And we'll have enough vaccine. We're going to use it all right now. I'm not going to save any. I know we can do it. He's, it was copycatting uh, uh, Biden. How's this, my friends? Bulletproof vests. Bulletproof vests for your congressman, your representative, and their staffs in the Capitol. Huh? And the government announced yesterday that representatives and the senators, if they wanted to, could wear bulletproof vests and probably should, as well as their staffs. And the vests could be paid for out of their office overhead budget allocation. They're not giving them extra money, but they said you got extra number of dollars for paper for this, salaries and that. You can pay for them out of the bulletproof vests, out of the budget. Uh, bulletproof vests and our representatives. We are a banana country. Okay. The stimulus. This is probably the last item I can talk about tonight, so we'll go a little fast. Remember the first stimulus, $2,000 apiece. It was okay. 
It was better than nothing. It was a good chunk of dough to get hit with. It also helped the economy immediately. People got that money. They went out and spent it. Where they spent it, turned around and spent it somewhere else. That's how you stimulate the economy. Now with this last stimulus bill, how much? First it was going to be 2000 Then it was going to be 1500 It ended up being $600. You can wipe your back end with $600. It's nowhere enough for any family in this country that isn't in the top 5% economically. It's not enough money. But to make the insult even worse on the $600, if you file the tax return last year, the government first looks at your adjusted gross income and then has some kind of a formula where they deduct a percentage equal to that amount from your $600. So last week, I, somebody called me up down here and said, what the hell's going on? I got $345. They says, how much did you make on your, what was your adjusted gross income? He said, 75000 I said, that's why. That's Donald Trump. That's your government. It's always a screw job. And the people aren't even aware that it is a screw job. Uh, that's the show for this week. I've got tons of other things to talk about here, my God. But that's the show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, no question it had to be limited to what happened last Wednesday, Wednesday basically, other than the sex thing with the police. Uh, we got to get straightened out. We're in deep SIT trouble in this country. Can't wait till Biden takes office. They say we're going to have trouble in every capital between every state capital between now and January 20th. And they say it's going to be terrible January 20th. Uh, the military ordered 10,000 troops yesterday into Washington to prepare for uh, the inauguration. 10,000 troops. Uh, we got to be ready this time. And you got to go out and beat the hell out of the opposition and keep beating the hell out of them till they understand you can't do this in this country. Thank you for joining me again this week. Hope you enjoyed. I look forward once more to being with you again next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.